Hello everyone, this is Yalda from Eat, Burn, Sleep, the online low inflammation, gut health and sustained weight loss platform. If you follow me on my social media, you probably know that I love learning, discovering new things, meeting passionate individuals. So I have decided to launch this podcast where I interview amazing people. We're going to be talking about physical health, mental health, well-being, with people who are passionate about what they do and who strive for excellence. I hope you learn from it and you enjoy it. Let's get started. This week, I'm hosting Tori Bowie, the founder of T-Balance. Tori is a coach specializing in enhancing self-love and encouraging balance. I was a guest on Tori's podcast last year, and I'm absolutely delighted to host her on mine now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, Tori, and thank you so much for being my guest on the Eat, Burn, Sleep podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's so lovely to be here with you today. I'm so happy you got me to do this. So, Tori, I have met through Flavia, the lovely lady who does my lymphatic drainage massage. And I started following Tori T-Balance on Instagram and I loved her work. Then Tori invited me on her podcast and inspired me to finally start mine. And here we are today. Yay! <laughs> so Tori, tell me more about what you do. Okay, so I am a holistic health and life coach and I help people become the best versions of themselves by finding their balance in life. So I look at all areas of life, whether that's your relationships, but predominantly your relationship with yourself, because that in turn affects how you are with everyone else in your life, your spirituality, your career and your purpose, your food and your exercise. And from that, I have kind of figured out really what works for me to a certain extent. And I have formulated two courses that I run and I work with people individually, sort of one-to-one and The first course is the self-love course, and that's all about helping people understand that if they want to make a change in their life, they have to make it from a place of love for themselves rather than a place of hatred. Absolutely. And I think that was actually probably the, the most important thing that I ever learned yes. in my journey. Yes. And really why it sort of struck a chord with me rather than this whole sort of punishment around people wanting to become better versions of themselves. It's like, you need to do that from this place of love for yourself. Yes, nurturing yeah, rather nurturing. than punishing. Exactly. Yes. And so that's the self-love and also working on sort of boundaries and making sure that you're not people-pleasing and making sure that you're keeping yourself sort of where you need to be to live at your capacity yes. and things and managing expectations and not putting too much on other people and bringing the control back to yourself rather than sort of letting all of your relationships run wild. And yeah, it's really, I love the self-love course. But that's amazing. You're so wise for your age. <laughs> you are. And um, and what about the other course? So the other one is sustainability. And this is sustainability in the sense that I think it's so important to make small manageable changes that actually people can uphold for a lifetime rather than making these drastic extreme changes of sort of detox and, and diets and yes. various things like that. So yes. this is about tapping into those five areas that I mentioned and really, really actually tuning into the individual. I really acknowledge that every person I work with is different from the last. And 
not one way works for each person. Like what works for me may not work for you. So true. I coach so, people as well, and mm, that's so true. Yes. It's so interesting, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because actually, there are an array of fad diets and ways of eating and ways of living, etc., sort of rolling around at the moment. But actually, it's just about taking a little bit of that and a little bit of that. And I know that actually your six week plan is quite similar to yeah, that. Isn't I don't it? it's do about fads. Taking, exactly, yeah, and it's I don't about, do diets. They don't work. They've been proven not to oh work. Gosh, exactly. So. Anyway, so the sustainability is all about that, but basically making a lifestyle change rather than, I don't know, making it something that's just like a drastic, quick fix. It's really about looking at your life as a whole. That's brilliant. And And everything's connected. So Everything's connected. But it's amazing. How did you... Okay, I'll give you a little bit. I'll tell you why I'm asking this. I'm... My background, I come from... My parents are atheists. There was no spirituality growing up. I have always been naturally very spiritual, but I was pushing it back. And I was always putting my, you know, all those little visions I had and all these gut feelings that were always so strong, I would not listen. And it took me to come to a very dark place to start becoming spiritual. And that was one of the keys of my remission. That's why in the six-week plan, there's a whole thing called the mental wellness And I share meditation routines or prayers, whatever you want to call them with people. Because for me, without those, just changing my diet was not enough. But you haven't gone through that kind of a hardship of almost dying. You're so much younger than I am. How are you so enlightened? (laughs) Well, I... So my mom is actually, she's a Reiki healer. And she's been doing that for nearly 15 years. So when I was a teenager, I was definitely... She didn't push anything upon us, but I was definitely listening to things that she would say and ways that she was living her life. And she has these healing hands and I would watch her kind of heal a sibling of mine or do this anything. Anyway, so I was definitely in the background of my mind. I definitely knew that there was something greater than the traditional medicine and greater than sort of, again, food and things that could actually help us and heal us and guide us, etc. But again not religious, not sort of totally into anything like that. So basically it was when I was about, I guess, oh, I guess it was when I was a late teenager and one of my friends had really sadly died and I really needed, really needed support. And I went to see a healer and she was the person that really, really helped me. I didn't have any therapy, any tools therapy it was all visualization and, and healing and connecting with sort of with him, my friend who died. So that was kind of my beginning. I was 16, 17 at that stage. So that was yeah. my entry to it. But it wasn't until I started doing my holistic health about five years ago that I really started tuning into things like energies and I would have a crystal around my neck and I would use it as a little um, sort of pendulum to ask it questions and I would say things like oh do I need to do this and if it moved one way like backwards and forwards that was yes and if it stayed still that was no or whatever so you know I was really using this to try and like tune into something that was greater than myself and and using it like that anyway there was one time I remember being in the flat which I live in now where actually my mum used to live and she had a huge, huge bookcase of um, all amazing sort of spiritual books. And I remember one time just sitting at my desk thinking, okay, I'm going to have a little play around. Like, do I need to get a book out? And the dowser said, yes, you do. 
So I went to the cupboard and I I asked it, is it this on this row? And it said, no. Is it on this row? It said, no. And then I said, it's on this row? And it said, yes. So I went along every single book. Every oh my goodness. And? and it was like, no, 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 no. You don't need these books. And then it was the last book that I needed. And it was um, The Black Dog, the one about depression. And I was thinking, okay, that's strange. I, I don't know why I need this book. And I've also read this book. And I opened it up and inside it was a photocopy of an angel card. And I then said to the dowser, I said, oh, is it the book that I need or is it the angel card? And it was the angel card that I needed. And I just burst into tears because I now actually can't remember what the angel card said. It was a long time ago, but it was a guide. It was guidance that I really needed at the time. Amazing. And I remember just bursting into tears oh my and thinking, God, I wow, I'm so connected <laughs> with something wow. greater. So now I really use it in my coaching as well as I help people, you know, if they're struggling to find an answer with something or struggling to find that guidance within them yes I'm there to support them but at the same time if someone's wanting to know whether they need to leave a relationship or could stay in the relationship I I don't need to I can't tell them that they can only decide that for themselves so what people are sometimes asking now is do I need to stay in this relationship show me eggs show me um a bunch of flowers if I should stay or show me um a motorbike if I should leave like those are quite bad examples because we see lots of flowers and motorbikes <laughs> but basically people are starting my clients are starting to really connect with the universe and asking questions and finding guidance from something that's greater than them to help kind of almost tune into their gut, their uh, gut that feelings. was that was exactly what i was going to ask you wouldn't you think that we do have all the answers within ourselves if yeah. we just listen totally absolutely because i know that from my life experience I've always had very strong gut feelings, but I'm someone who prides myself on my logic and rationality. Mm -hmm. And and um, and sometimes I would like the cortex, the front of the brain, the, the logic take over gut feelings. And every time I have done that, I was wrong. And when I follow my gut feeling, whether it is in my personal life or in business, and I'm even talking about trading for an exchange, If I read all the research and I start placing orders like the market is saying it's going to go mm. and I'm not feeling it, I lose money. But if I listen to my gut, if I read everything and I sit back, I make the right trading decision. I'm not talking just relationships. And do you find that you help your clients to come to a place where they can find the right answer for them within themselves? Totally. So I think it's um, it's obviously different for everyone. Like some people are way more in tune with their gut, so they totally get this. And other people are really sort of, they're disconnected, whether that also means that they're physically disconnected. So whether they're, they have bad gut health, like if they're yes. struggling with anything yes. in a physical sense, mm -hmm. bad gut health. So it's about actually helping, if they're finding it hard to connect, it's about helping them reconnect and and mending their guts so whether that's lowering your stress or making sure that you're eating better foods to repair what's going on inside but also helping them to see that actually how often if they have used their gut for a decision how often has it lied to them or how often has it given them the wrong answer very and rarely then, exactly and getting people to to actually go back and think okay no it's never let me down and then that's a way to help people bring it in and use it time and time again when they need to make decisions and so often what I try and help people do is I don't I don't want to tell people too much the answers if I do feel yes. like I have them it's about yes. asking the questions so it comes out to them so they, to them. So, so they get to work exercise out. it exactly 
Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's, it's about literally trying to kind of tweeze things out of people. And actually what I think coaching really allows for people is this space and this quiet time and almost like an act of self-care. When you show up for coaching, you're showing up for yourself and you are committing, even if it's an hour and a half in your week or every other week, that is your time for you. And by allowing that space, you're actually allowing that energy to come in to help guide you to perhaps what it is that you're needing to figure out and and move forward with. So to all the people who are listening, I just want to remind ourselves, myself and all of us that up to recently in society, we always had times for ourselves. We always had spiritual times. I'll give you an example. One day I was looking into sleep patterns Mm -hmm. and before electricity was invented, people would go to sleep around 10 o'clock. Then they would wake up around three o'clock, which often happens to me. And from three to five was the time to meditate, to write letters. People would do their correspondence with a candle. In the middle of the night, there was some kind of activity, but that was more introspection. It was about reading. It was about like praying, meditating, writing letters, thinking, going more into your deep self. Then people went back to sleep and they woke up in the morning around seven or eight. And and since electricity was invented that we can go to bed later, we are up for longer and then we str- sleep straight in one go. And what I it's made me realize that downtime has disappeared. And even more so now that we have mobile phone and technology. So I just want to say to, to, to my followers who are listening that if they book themselves, if you, if you book yourself time to see Tori or to, to go to church or temple or meditation center or, or just yoga and then, you know, the, having meditation after that and switch off your phone for the whole evening and going into a space of lighting candles and switching off from the world, you're not being crazy. It's something we have done ancestrally. Mm-hmm. And I think we're suffering from the fact that we're not doing it as much. Totally. And I think that actually people now are really thriving off being super busy. And it's almost sometimes like a catchphrase. You want someone asks you how you are and you say, oh my God, I'm great. Like so busy. And it's almost as though it's a big gold medal. Yes. <laughs> You're busy. Yeah. And, I and think I'm guilty of it. If you are the kind of person to really want to schedule every single thing into your diary and to make your diary look as though it's really busy, start scheduling in your me time, start scheduling in your meditation, your walks in the park, your exercise, your yoga, whatever it might be, and allow yourself that time. And yeah, I just think it's about you are the most important person and you can look after you can only look after the people who are around you when you are full and filled up and happy and in, in like a good headspace your mental health is so so important so it's about tuning into all of the things which you know help you stay on track and balanced and calm and content and even to process i remember when um, my eldest son was young he would daydream all the time. And me being me, I went into researching what daydreaming did to your brain. And actually, it is the processing of information. And I had noticed that when I would talk to him and teach him, because I would speak to him in French and English, and I would translate something or I would explain a new concept, he would right away look out of the window, daydream for 30 seconds, one minute, then come back to me. 
And actually, it's when we, when we daydream, we process. And in children, it's obvious because they need to process so much. But as adults who get busier and busier, and as I was saying, I do it as well, we cut out the time of being bored, of daydreaming. So same thing with children. When my children were young, I was reading all these things and I was making sure to not overstimulate them because with boredom, that's when the creative mind gets developed. And I know that as an adult, I the moment I create the most for eat, burn, sleep, that my ideas come into form is when I switch off my phone and I go hiking and I'm in the middle of the Scottish mountains or somewhere in the world. And that's when I'm my most productive, mm. which is quite ironical. So do you, so you do encourage people to, to go back towards this? Oh my gosh, totally. And I am such a huge advocate of taking that time off and leaving your hamster wheel, your surroundings and booking in your holiday because that is when as you say you're most creative like when I'm on holiday I actually of course I'm present with the people that I'm with but at the same time I find that's the time that I'm actually able to switch off from my day-to-day manic way of living even though I do try and keep myself really balanced it is still you know you, you are in that hamster wheel I switch that off and I'm actually able to stop and breathe and think right, what do I want for the next quarter? Or what do I want for my business in the next year? Or who am I? What do I need to be focusing on within myself? Like, what is it that people are struggling with right now? And basically what I'm trying to say is, is that, yes, this time of getting away from your reality is really important to stop and to actually look into your life almost from an outsider's point of view. I think yeah. it's very hard to do that when you're still in it. And also what, what I find it does is, I know it's counterintuitive, but it is when we do that, that we become more productive. So it's actually saving time totally to feel like you're wasting time. Yeah, exactly. exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. so tell me, Tori, I'm quite curious about, uh, because, you know, with, with the people that I work with, like the six-week plan or the or the coaching, the results are generally better health, inflammation, mm. uh, mental clarity, um, losing weight. I want to know when you start from an energe- energetical sorry, point of view, when someone comes to you, do you have like a few uh, success stories or, or of results with people that you could share with us? Totally. So I think similarly to you, it's um, sort of a better lifestyle and weight loss and more clarity and things like that are definitely some of the results that I see. But for example, a girl came to me initially wanting to focus on her weight loss. So she comes in and we're doing her initial consultation and I ask her about her living situation. And some of the questions that I ask in my consultations, I think people are thinking, why does she need to know about this? But everything is so important to the way yes. that we're living our lives. Yes. And so I asked about her living situation and she, she rolled her eyes and she was like, oh my God, my flatmates. And I just knew that whatever was going on with her flatmates was probably the reason why she was eating the way that she was eating and therefore carrying more weight. So when she then started to work with me, we really focused on implementing some boundaries and making sure that she felt as though she was strong enough to say no or to stand up for herself or whatever it might have been, that 
they were then respecting her more. She then was feeling better about herself. She then wasn't feeling the need to eat. And not only did she lose half a stone, she lost a whole stone. So that was kind of, that was an amazing eye-opening thing for her because she, I know, didn't come to me thinking that I was going to look at her boundaries within her, within her flat and her flatmates. It was, she wanted me to put her on some plan for new food, which actually I have to say, you know, I hold my hands up we all know what we should and shouldn't be eating to a certain extent, but Absolutely. I'm not a, a food expert. It's more about looking at all the other areas. Amazing. Um, and then another one, for example, you know, someone, sometimes people write things on their form and I'm almost like, okay, this was a great exercise because you now know exactly what you need to do. You know, when they write in their main concerns, like whether it's sort of, um, drinking too much or partying or bad relationship or not liking their job I'm like cool well we now know what we need to work through and so often it's just about actually having that support of someone beside you to say it's okay you know you can jump you can leave your job or we can help you find something new and with that kind of new exciting passion that comes from a new career path or doing something that you really really want to do you will then find that your relationships become better because you're not as ratty or you're not as Yes. You're not beating yourself up as much and things. So, yeah, there are many things. Obviously, I have to be quite careful with what I um, share because I don't, obviously it's very sort of um, discreet and things. But, yeah, so lots of people come for many different That's so interesting. Things. And, yeah, it's so interesting to see. And it's all about actually the main thing that I love to ask people is what is actually holding you back? And I then say to people, just ignore if money is a factor if fear is a factor, if this, this and this or whatever, or the people around you are a factor, what is it that's actually holding you back? And when people get a couple of minutes to actually think, what is it? Like whether it's the labels that you stick on yourself that tell you you aren't good mm-hmm. enough or um, the yeah, fear is actually quite a big one. And I was like going that. to ask you about that. Because, yeah. Um, so similarly to you, it's so interesting what you're saying. Um, we all know what the big things are not. I mean, diet-wise, we know that, you know, junk food process, that, that then you can pinpoint into, you know, more detail like I do on my platforms, but most people know the big guidelines and can't follow them. And emotions and the mental side of things is huge. Totally. So I couldn't agree more. And yeah. in fact, that's why I've included the mental wellness uh, section and emotional eating in the six-week plan. But, you know, even for health... And this is, I haven't really shared on my socials. And I'm going to tell you today, because Tori is so right about that. Um, you can implement all the rational changes or, or the ones that feel rational in your lives. If there is some kind of toxicity, whether it is a relationship or whether it is a friendship or whether it is a boss or a flatmate, and you're absorbing that toxicity, you cannot get better. And that has happened to me. So the, the last part of healing myself, so I worked through the diet, I, I did, you know, the meditation, the prayers, the visualizations and everything, but then I had to do a little cleanse around me. And I knew that I could only go from 80 to 100% by doing that. And now when I coach people and this, it's incredible what you're saying because that's exactly what I'm seeing. Some people come and everything's fixed in their lives, really, like energetically. And they do have, um, I have a lady who had, you know, PCOS and a thyroid issue. And that was really about the diet. And we got tremendous results. 
And then I have people who come to me who have a diet that's not good for them, but also the thing that stops them from implementing the right diet is the is exactly what you're talking about and establishing boundaries, having self-respect, not pleasing people, understanding that to be a better parent, you need to be a better person within yourself. So I have a lot of moms who feel guilty. They feel like they're not going to be a good mom enough. And, and, I, and I know because I, I'm guilty of that. I sometimes or very often would put my kids first, but sometimes pressing that pause button and saying, you know what, now you need to see your friend so you can be a better mom. There's no point in staying home every night when they're with you because you will not be a better mom for it. And in fact, it is healthy for them to see you as a rounded person. Totally. And so you see, even with my coaching, I, I end up doing a bit of what you do where I see dynamics, especially if I coach people who come from you know, I grew up in Morocco or things like that. And I see, I know exactly, you know, the cultural psychosis we have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so here you need to do that. So you put that boundary, you put this boundary, you look after yourself, but you don't want to fall out with people. So with kindness, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a whole, it's fascinating. Oh my gosh, it's so fascinating. Fascinating. And how rewarding is it to help people? It's the best thing. Actually, do you know what? When people say so the way that I work is over a three month period, usually, And so often when it's people's last session, I will feel incredibly emotional with yes. the progress that they've made because, you know, if someone comes to me with like crippling anxiety or, you know, social anxiety, whatever it might be, and then they walk in and they have a totally different air and energy about them, I'm just like, oh my God, you're my, my baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's amazing. But you know, having started my career on the financial markets, I can assure you that there's nothing more rewarding than giving. And, you know, all these people who do charity, like Mother Theresa, she had the biggest smile on her face, more than all these billionaires. <laughs> and Churchill said, uh, you make a living by what you get and you make a life by what you give. But Tori, you're making a life <laughs> and a living by what you give. Yes. How beautiful so is that? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's the best. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's been such a pleasure. Can you please remind us where we can find you on the internet and on your social media handles? Absolutely. So my website is tbalance.co.uk and my Instagram is tbalance underscore. And Tori has the most beautiful, calm, calming energy. And I promise you, your, your energy feels like you're 100 years old. So <laughs> of, no, but of wisdom. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find Tori on Instagram. Her handle is at tbalance and on her website tbalance.co.uk. If you are subscribed to the Eat Burn Sleep platform, make sure to keep your morning and evening meditation routines to feel great and balanced and make sure to check all my meditation videos. Thank you to all of you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to go on eatburnsleep.com to learn more about gut health and chronic inflammation. I would really appreciate if you could rate this podcast and of course feel free to share it with anyone who might enjoy it. Have a beautiful day. 